Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's Money-M-O-R-P-H-O-S-I-S.com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Welcome. This is Crystal Arnold, your hostess of the Money Wise Women Show and founder of Money Morphosis. And remember, you can check out the full blog post of this episode at moneymorphosis.com. So, hmm, the topic of money often brings up um, stress and, and confusion for people, and yet it is something essential in our lives as humans in this modern society that we connect with, interact with, and, and ultimately it's, it's energy that, that represents an agreement of value. And so I am all about bringing um, transformation of our inner relationship with money and then with our outer systems of economics and, and value. And how do we have the conversations necessary to awaken to our own joyful relationship with money? And how do we create a more sacred marketplace where people enjoy exchanging with one another and feel valued and where, um, you know, uh, we are really engaging in ways that, that benefit people and planet. And so I am thrilled to have our guest, Terry Woodland, on today. I found um, her work uh, called the Money of Love Workshops that she does, um, that she co-facilitates, and just uh, was really impressed by the quality of of um, work that they are offering. And I will tell you just a little bit more about her background before we dive in. Terry Woodland has an MBA and is the co-developer of the Money and Love Workshops. And the Money of Love is this evolutionary process of change in perception and understanding of money. The process involves both a personal inquiry into the nature of money and our individual definition of and beliefs about money. And so it's through this expanded understanding of money that we can change our relationship and interactions with money. And the workshops are offered through Dynamic Peace, which is a learning community in Seattle, serving to bring to consciousness aspects of the vibrant, nurturing interconnectedness of living process that we are all in together. Terry has worked as a business consultant in finance and accounting for 30 years. Her expertise is in using financial information to provide meaningful feedback and support to business leaders to make better decisions about money, to create alignment and sustainability. And she is currently controller for a community health center and volunteers in the treasury of a nonprofit organization. And uh, you can find out more about the workshops at www.dynamicpeace.love. So, Terry, uh, welcome to the show. I would love to begin by hearing from you what you find most exciting about the work that you do. Well, thank you, um, Crystal. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. So, um, I've often... Um, in my experience with money, the thing that I have loved the most about it is the way it really represents reality. I mean, money tells us the truth about um, many things, you know, how well we're doing, what's working, what's not. And um, 
when we really begin to look at it as um, an opportunity to receive feedback, I think it opens us up to um, understanding more than we would know if we are just simply moving from what we already think we know. So when we started doing the Money of Love workshops, I came into it really thinking that I knew a lot about money. I'd had a lot of experience. And yet when I began to ask different questions, I realized that money was a much bigger thing in my life than I had previously known. Um, we all deal with money every day. And um, it has a huge influence about uh, how much stress or peace, how well we're lining up with what has value in our lives, and realizing that the way that we talk about money doesn't always facilitate that. So not only did I begin to talk about money in a new way, but I also began to do a real level of inquiry in my own life about what I was doing with money. And so when I speak with you today, it comes out of a place of just my own experience. My relationship with money changed as a result of asking different questions. Mm. Yes, so so powerful. I, I feel like money is this gate, gateway into understanding and transformation and healing and uh, so great that you, you know, experience that yourself and, and offer that to other people as well. I, I'm curious, what brought you into the field of, of money and finance and a little bit of your um, story? You know, 30 years, you were really uh, in, in a woman in a, male, a very male-dominated field. And I'm just curious what, um, what brought you, what your own money story and history is. Well, you know, it's, it's funny sometimes how we get to where we are. I actually started off as a teacher. And when I moved to the Seattle area, a friend of mine um, called one day and he said, I need someone to come in and teach people about finances. And um, he was uh, a software person and so was helping small businesses uh, integrate you know, computerized financial systems. And he said, I've been working with CPAs and they're really good, but I need somebody that really knows how to teach. And I thought, well, you know, wow, that's interesting. Okay. So I started that process and realized, okay, probably need to really know more. So I went back to school and got an MBA. But what I really found is that the combination of those two things, um, it, was a, it was a good fit because often the people that I worked with were women. And so there was a way that I could come into an organization and really take a time to say, what is it that we're trying to do here? What are the needs? What kind of information would provide the greatest um, opportunity for change or for sustainability? And then working with people to help them to understand how that worked. And it was such a delight because I realized that it wasn't just about our head stuff, but also in working with especially owners, you know, often they started a business out of a place of love. Um, you know, like this isn't something that I really, I feel uh, is an important contribution to the world that I'm living in and I am personally involved with it and I want to make it successful. How do I really do that? And so it was looking at money in terms of how do we create sustainability, but also how do we stay true to the core values of why we started? Um, you know, um, often people started businesses so that they would have more time with their families. So how do we really do that? And I think that money gave me an opportunity to um, not just look at it as a quantity, but look at it in terms of what it really meant to the people's lives. And 
by engaging in that way, I found that um, the people, the finance staff and the people that were working with the money were also more engaged because we looked at what do we really value here? And, um, you know, many businesses are looking at kind of a work-life balance. And so how do you do that in a way and how can money um, give us opportunities or point us in the direction to do more of that? Mm. I love yeah. your your curiosity and and uh, qu- questioning and and as you said earlier, uh, looking at the the questions that you were asking. And I'm curious, you know, uh, if you have some suggestions for listeners, many of whom are um, women entrepreneurs, of, of some possible questions that they could reflect upon um, after the show and maybe do some journaling about around their relationship with money. Oh, thank you. Yes, I, I definitely do. I think um, questions are a really wonderful place to start with this. So the question that I really began with was, what is money? And, you know, that's a pretty powerful question because I thought I knew a lot about money. But really asking the question, what is money? What does it mean to me? And as we've done workshops and sat with people and asked that question, it's been really interesting to hear what people have come up with. And what I realized in in asking that question and, and allowing people to reflect on that money became something more than a quantity. I mean, you know, there are some real things about money. So, you know, um, do I have enough? Are my investments growing? Um, do I have enough to pay my rent or mortgage? Am I saving for college for my children or retirement? You know, these are important practical questions. But also there are other kinds of questions that come up when we begin to ask the question, what is money? Because money also symbolizes, um, you know, what we value and how we contribute and, um, you know, what our sense of well-being is. So I found, and part of the reason that we began to develop the Money of Love workshops is that money is often a source or can be a source of stress in people's life. So how do we begin to ask questions or look at it in a different way to really create more peace? So um, for Women, I think in particular, one of the things that I found in working with both individuals and in business is, you know, I like to show up with my heart as well as my head. And, you know, there are some practical matters with money. It does seem to work better if there's some um, organization and order to money. But also, you know, when I can really bring my heart into it and have it reflect what is most important in my life, then it becomes something quite different. So I think that um, for many women, being able to have both of those things makes us um, feel like we don't have to choose. Um, and also, I think there's a way when we begin to ask a wider array of questions about money that some of the ways that we don't feel confident about money begin to disappear. So, for instance, I did some research in, in these workshops, and there are, um, I believe, 14 trillion transactions, financial transactions that go through the Federal Reserve every day. And when I went to Amazon and I said, how many books have been written on personal finance? You know, I think there's 10,000 plus. So there's a lot of information out there about money, but really I kind of think that money is a very big thing. Um, It impacts every aspect of our life. And so when 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 we can begin to ask questions that are more heart-centered, I think that there's a way that we can move through um, what our limitations or fears or previous challenges are um, in kind of more of an organic way. It doesn't always just have to be about what we know. And I think that's a really powerful tool for everyone. But certainly, I'm hoping that our listeners today feel like perhaps there's a resonance with that perspective. Hmm. 
Right. It's not only about what we know, but how we feel and what we believe. And I feel like that is so often missed in the traditional meeting with the financial planner or, um, or the personal finance advice book is, is the emotional um, a component. And I'm curious, uh, what, what have you found is, is the power of um, kind of uncovering our, our emotional um, and our, our emotions and our beliefs around money and and why is that important well um what we um what 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 i have kind of discovered and you know my my partner um orst um and i have looked at is kind of four aspects of money this is what we've um kind of come to look at so the first one is that money actually really tells us the truth because it begins to reflect back to our back to us some very big truths about what's happening in our life. So for instance, if I am experiencing, this is my observation, if we are experiencing um, a lack in money, you know, I don't have enough, probably that theme of not having enough is really occurring in other parts of our lives as well. It might show up in our relationships in our work habits, how we relate to food and substances. And so just having more money doesn't really change that. But if we begin to look at, well, how is this not having enough money reflecting back to me like other areas in my life where I don't feel like I'm enough, that becomes really powerful. And if we really begin to address those, it's interesting because our relationship with money will begin to change. So it's not about one thing. It's about everything because it's all interconnected. And I love that money will begin to help us to know what our natural limits are and where we need to challenge some of the beliefs that we come up come in with that aren't serving us in any area of our life and there's a way that money because of the math of it the plus and minuses it gives us the ability to really see, wait a minute, am I headed in the right direction? Am I really beginning to create change around this? And that's a really beautiful feedback loop. Another thing that we found, another aspect of money, is this idea of contribution. So I think that we all have talents and gifts. And, you know, there's lots of examples in our society about people becoming quite wealthy because they really found a way to contribute. They found a niche. And so if we begin to concentrate on not just how do I make more money, but how do I contribute in meaningful ways, that really can begin to change both what we're doing and the way that we're doing it. And um, it often brings more satisfaction, more fulfillment, and and to be quite honest, it will often relate in more financial resources in your bank account as well. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. You know, how do I contribute? What is really the way that I can bring something to others that maybe is unique and different and really serves a purpose? And people are going to be very joyful to exchange that goods or service for money. That's a powerful thing. The other thing that we have noticed um, is that money really does connect us to other people. So, you know, for instance, in my life, every day I ride the bus to work and there's an exchange of money that happens. You know, I don't have to drive, which is a beautiful thing. And the bus driver shows up every day and receives a paycheck for driving us to work. And if we really begin to look at Everything that I receive, that we all receive, somebody's efforts has brought that to me. You know, when I go to the grocery store or the vegetable market and I buy food, you know, some loving farmer has taken the time to plant seeds and grow vegetables. And people have come to the fields to harvest. And truck drivers have loaded those fruits and vegetables on the truck and brought them to the supermarket and, or the, the fruit stand. And somebody else has taken the time to open that up in the morning and offer that. 
And it's a beautiful way that we are really interdependent on each other. And I find that, you know, it brings a level of thankfulness to me every day because, you know, I don't have to take the time to grow all of my fruits and vegetables or weave cloth for my own materials, that there's a way that other people have done that. And, you know, I am more than happy to take money out of my pocketbook and pay for those. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at the connection that it really brings to all of us. And the last thing that we really, um, in this group of four that we looked at, was um, there's a way that we can have an opportunity to really balance our head and our heart with money. So we do have to do the math. You know, if we spend more than we make consistently, there's consequences for that. Um, it's difficult to fund a lifestyle that we can truly not afford. And so, you know, sometimes we need to really enlist the help of others. You know, if I'm trying to save for college, I really might want to go find somebody that's really good at that and say, gee, you know, how can I, how can I make this happen? But I also think that it's important to really create a sense of satisfaction with people. So um, when we begin to examine what is most important, what do I really value in my life, that really begins to open up doors. Because I think that our spending can really become aligned with our hearts. And um, this is very individual to different people. And I think it changes depending on where we are in our life cycle. So knowing what my heart really wants and when I begin to make choices about money, really not just asking, do I, you know, have the money, which there I go with my head, but really saying, how does this fulfill my heart? And how is this an expression of love in my life? That really changes the way that we interact with money. At least I know in my own personal experience, that has made a huge difference in how I interact with money on a daily basis. Hmm. Wow, I love that depth of understanding that you bring to money, which is, you know, traditionally people think it's this boring black and white numbers um, kind of thing that they just have to, to deal with and and to really bring that level of, of meaning and depth and, and how we can, you know, more um, ha- have a more satisfying life and, and really look at uh, the gratitude for for each exchange and interaction that happens, and and I feel like there is a lot of uh, animosity around money because of the extractive economy and the way people are um, are really uh, challenged by by financial situations um, that we've seen with wealth consolidation and things so I really appreciate the way you really um, brought it into those those four um, aspects of money and um, and what it really means it's like bringing more color to to kind of a black and white picture and really filling it out with with more uh, quality and not just the quantity um, could you summarize just uh, one more time what those four four things were? Oh, yes, absolutely. So the first one is that money tells us the truth. It tells us about who we are, and it helps to reveal what does and does not work in our relationship with money. Money asks us to find a way to contribute, to fill a need. Money connects us to others. When we exchange money for goods and service, we're connecting to all the people that have contributed to filling our need. And lastly, money works best in our lives when we use both our head and our heart. It is important to do the math, to pay attention, but it's also important to use money to fund what has greatest meaning in our life. Mm. Wow. Just uh, soaking that in, there's there's a lot of wisdom there, and and also feel that balance of of masculine and feminine within each of us. That more rational, goal oriented, 
measuring masculine side and then the emotional, relational, um, qualitative, uh, feminine aspect of things and, and really appreciate uh, that. So in, in the workshops, when you're um, working with people, what, um, what kind of experiences are, are people having as they expand their understanding of, of what money is? And, and I guess also why, why do you call it the money of love? Oh, yeah, that's actually a great question. I'm going to start with your last question first, and then we'll go back to what might people expect. So, um, you know, when we started um, uh, this um, workshop, it did not have the name The Money of Love. But over time, um, we really began to believe that while money is not the source of love, it is an expression of love. And as we developed the workshops, it really became our loving gift to others. And so that is why it we we named it the money of love. It was um, not something, I don't think it really came out of our heads. It really did come out of our hearts. And when we do our workshops, I know for myself, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for Orest, you know, we are just in a state of just loving gratitude that people would take time out of their busy schedules and sit in a group and talk about something that is very intimate and really is makes us kind of vulnerable because, you know, money, uh, here we go. Um, and we really think that when we bring our heart in, it really equates to love. So um, what we do in our workshops is that we are really inviting people to begin a process of change. And so we're not trying to convince anyone of anything, but what we're really asking people to do, and this is true even in this podcast today, is really begin to examine what you hear. It's it's an invitation to explore your beliefs, your values, and your experience. And so one of the things that we have found and um, why we do this with our learning community, the dynamic peace, is that we really wanted to invite peace into, at least for me, I wanted to invite peace into my life with money. And so what we do is we really begin by starting in a field of peace. So we have found, like in our own personal experiences, that using tools like heart math, which is kind of a meditative process. Again, you know, there's a heart math website. Our listeners are more than welcome to check into that. But it's a way of really beginning to check into what's going on in my heart and how do I move there. So we incorporate some of that information into our workshops just as a way to invite people to look at it from that place. We also just invite peace into the room, you know, um, rather than really staying in our heads, we're trying to really invite people to say, well, how might I create more peace in my life with money? And we also found that the technique called focusing is a helpful tool as well. And so, again, there's a focusing website. But what focusing does is it helps us to really look at how is my body reacting to this? So perhaps even some of the things that we've already spoken about today, you know, they will resonate with us. And sometimes we'll feel those in a very specific place in our body or we'll find that we have an emotional response to that. And when we get, begin to notice those things, then that might be the place that questions and further examination can really lead. So what we're, what we're trying to do is hold a field, a space of just energetic safety and openness and exploration so that people can just take that moment to relax and really begin to say, what does this mean to me? Because this is a really highly individualized process. You know, money means different things to different people. And where we may be 
um, most feeling a sense of stress or, or um, lack of ease can differ from one person to another. And so it's not important what the person next to you is doing. It's really important of what does this mean to you. And so it becomes a bit of a living process. I think you, you mentioned that in your opening statements where it means different things to different people. And so we really find that questions are what really becomes important. And so there's a quote that I have that I just love, and it's from Rilke. And I just would like to kind of bring that to our listeners. And it says, I would like to beg you, dear sir, as well as I can, to have the patience with everything unresolved in your heart and to try to love the questions themselves as if they were locked in rooms or books written in a very foreign language. Don't search for the answers, which could not be given to you now because you would not be able to live them. The point is to live everything, to live the questions now. And perhaps someday, far in the future, you will gradually, without even noticing it, live your way into the answers. And so there's something really beautiful about just asking questions and allowing them to move through us and begin to um, open doors that we might not even know were there or needed to be open. Um, it's a really different orientation because I think and, and I found this true um, in, um, before I started this area of study that, you know, I was really busy looking for answers. And there's a way that that can limit us, whereas when we at, begin to ask and question, that can really open us to things and places and understandings that we didn't even really know is possible. And so um, that is kind of the place that we sit in in our workshop. And people are gracious enough to join us and travel along and share their experiences. And we really find that in that field, this beautiful um, intimacy and um, vulnerability and openness really develops. And that is not what, in my previous experience, I've really seen in a financial workshop. Um, so it's very beautiful, and I think it touches people in the workshops, at least. That's the feedback that we've gotten. Mm. I'm sure that experience, too, rip, ripples out into their lives, into how they look more deeply and, and feel more deeply and, and ask more questions. And what, what a powerful um, uh, uh, time to be curious and asking questions when our world is transforming so much and quickly and politically, economically, socially, we are realize that it can't be business as usual any longer and we must, um, you know, um, come into new levels of organization and, and uh, systems and, and understanding and, uh, and yet we can't, uh, that Einstein who said you can't find the solutions from the thinking that created the problem. And so I really, uh, yeah, honor the, the method and, and the way that you um, take people as, as pioneers into their own hearts, like this unexplored territory of money. Uh, you know, people can do years of self, self-help kind of work and, and not touch on that topic. So I really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it, and, and it's just, it's, I think it's really just beautiful to witness. And certainly in my own life, you know, this is, um, you know, I, I live this. And um, over time, my relationship with money has really changed. So um, one of the things that we really invite people to do is to um, kind of differentiate, especially when we come to money, to begin to differentiate 
in um, what are our wants and what are our needs and what are our values? Because sometimes I think those things kind of can get all mixed up. And so one of the things that we have done is kind of invite people to separate those out so and give us some definitions to begin to work with. And one of the things that we have really come upon is that our needs are really what each of us need to maintain a healthy balance in our life. So, you know, there is a certain amount of money that is needed um, to to maintain a quality of life of health and balance. And that's different for different people. You know, if you have a family, that's different than if you're single. And so, you know, really saying, you know, what is what are my real needs? And to, to not judge that, but to just be really honest about it, because it's harder to manifest in our lives, the amount of money that we need when we're not really clear on what that is. And often just that can be a really powerful thing for someone because I think that, you know, sometimes people kind of think they have a sense of it, but if you really asked them a number, they wouldn't really know. And then we can begin to compare with, well, you know, what what are my needs, my financial needs to support this healthy life? And where am I now? That might be a really good place for some people to start. So um, our wants may be an expression of our heart or a result of unmet needs. And also, wants can kind of come out of a culture of um, that really values having things. So, you know, um, I think we're all subject of going to the mall and saying, ooh, you know, I really want that, whatever. And, um, you know, I think we have to be careful about that because um, – you know, there. I mean, it's not that we have to say no to those things, but again, I think taking that moment to really pause and asking, where is this really coming from? And then our values are really what we pay most attention to. And so, you know, if we really value family, um, you know, how can we pay attention to our money in a way that it really reflects our love and the way that we value the other people in our life? or making a difference in the world, or um, finding our way to contribute. And so I think sometimes teasing those things out, because they can often really provide um, important insights. And again, you know, we're not really trying to convince anyone of anything, but we're really inviting them to say, what of these things that we're talking about might have resonance with you? When we say that, it's like, oh, that, you know, there's something that clicks, and that's a really good place for me to start. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, and as you know that, you know, we we have emotional responses to money. And so if someone really hands you a $100 bill, they're not really handing you a piece of paper. We attach meaning and interpretations that may or may not be useful. And many of our beliefs about money come from our childhood. You know, what did our parents and our family model to us about money? And is this really serving us now? Because when we begin to recognize our emotional responses to money, we can it, we can begin to respond rather than react, and often that's a really good thing to pay attention to as well. Hmm. Wow, some great points. I I just appreciate all the wisdom that you've gained from all these hours of conversations and with you know probably so many people about money over these last decades and then in this workshop and um, just some really um, great insights you just shared. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk some more about why it's so powerful to talk about money and and some of the challenges people have and and maybe advice you have for people to to open up and, and be able to discuss money a little more easily. Are you ready to enjoy greater financial freedom? Perhaps you're like Emily, a creative entrepreneur who wants to increase her income to provide for her family. Using the free video training found at discoveryourtruewealth.com, she learned the secrets to accessing hidden resources and creating lasting wealth. 
Emily learned a persuasive negotiation technique to bring in more money with her top clients. She boosted her credit score and opened new financial doors while reducing expenses. And she took specific steps to strengthen her existing relationships and create a safety net for her business. With the Discover Your True Wealth training, thousands of women have improved their bank balances and secured their family's future. With this free video course, you'll transform beliefs, behaviors, and skills with money. Take charge of your financial situation with the training found at discoveryourtruewealth.com. Welcome back. We are here with Terry Woodland, and uh, she is a co-facilitator with her partner, Oris Taraban, um, of the Money of Love workshops. And uh, you can find out um, more about those at www.dynamicpeace.life slash money hyphen of hyphen love. And yes, just fascinating um, the depth of, of understanding uh, that money can bring us about ourselves and our relationships and our our values and, and how we can really orient uh, towards creating a, a meaningful, satisfying life and impact uh, that we really want to have. And uh, so as most listeners probably have experienced, it can be really tough to talk about money. It can uh, feel stressful. It can bring up uh, shame and doubt or guilt are, are some of the most uh, common uh, emotions that, that I uh, see people experiencing when they need to have important money conversations. And this might be professionally when you're, you're asking for a raise. It may be when you're um, making a pitch and, and kind of setting your rates and, and giving an offer to someone if you're an entrepreneur. Um, you know, in our families, so important to teach our children as they become teenagers and adults, you know, um, how to handle money. And, and, the, um, and then we also have, you know, speaking to aging parents about their end of life and care and, and their legacy and how they would like their money to be handed down to future generations. And a lot of these conversations just don't happen because people feel fear and aren't sure how to approach the subject. Um, so I'm curious, uh, Terry, if you have advice uh, for people who may be um, wanting to talk about money with family, friends, or professionally, um, but are having a hard time. Yeah, um, that's a really great question. Um, the thing that I would say is um, when we're talking to others about money, the first thing to do is to take a few deep breaths and to really drop into our bodies and into our hearts and, you know, to begin to, like, approach both the practicality of money with logic, but also to really approach it from um, a sense of connection and love to the other person that we're speaking with. And I think the use of questions can be really helpful. You know, asking people, you know, like, what's important to you? You know, like, what do you, what are, what's your experience? You know, what do you need right now in your relationship with your money or the challenge that you're facing? Um, that can be a really great way to start because, again, I think that when we really invite people to um, go deeper and to not just talk about, you know, it doesn't feel like I have enough money, but to say, you know, if that's what the problem is, but to say, you know, and that really brings up a lot of fear for me, you know, we can begin to open up a different kind of dialogue because, again, money is a way that we can really connect to people. And I think that can be really powerful for children, too, because 
you know, our children will often guide us to what they need to know by the kinds of questions that they ask. So, you know, we may have a child that just says, gee, you know, all I really want is I want to get that new video game. And I don't know how to do that. And, you know, asking a series of questions about, well, you know, like, why is that important to you? And what are ways that you could contribute that would result in you being able to exchange that for money to reach your goal? You know, we're really putting some powerful things in place and we're, allowing the other person to guide the process. That might be a really great place to start. Mm. You know, and another thing I think would be important, too, is to um, really begin to look at what choices that we're making. Because if every day we begin to become more conscious about the, the small choices that we're making that either move us toward what we want or away from what we want, that can really be a helpful place too. And so, um, you know, how do I interact in monies with every day that honors my needs? How do I interact with money in every day that really creates more of a sense of of peace rather than stress? You know, what is it that you can do? So maybe this would be a good time to really invite our listeners to um, have a bit of an experience about that, if that's okay with you. Oh, sure. That's great. So what I'd like um, everyone that's listening to do is to just take a couple of nice, deep breaths. And again, as you take a deep breath, really tuning into your body, tuning into your heart. And let's take a moment and from this place really reflect on the personal reason that you're tuning into this podcast. What is it that you wanted? And then as we continue to take some nice deep breaths, um, what in this past hour stands out for you? Was there anything that was said here that really resonated or stood out. And if there is, and if it's possible, maybe take a couple moments and really jot those things down. Again, you have the opportunity to listen to this podcast again, but um, you know, what what are you noticing and what's happened with us in the last 50 minutes? So how could you, in the next coming days and weeks, continue the examination of money? And would you be willing to maybe commit to having one or you know two questions? There's no right or wrong answer here. But at least one question that you could continue to ask yourself on a daily basis that could help you to open up or continue the exploration of what money means to you. And does this question come from your head or from your heart? Again, um, whatever seems to be most real to you in this moment is the right place to start. Perhaps then noticing how is that question that you're beginning to formulate, how is it connected to the reason that you came here today or um, that you came to this podcast to listen? How does it connect to what you really want?
And it would be best, and, and my suggestion would be that you write this question down and idealistically write it on an index card where you could see it in the morning or as a note on your phone or a way that you could be reminded of it during the day and just asking the question. And then noticing what happens inside of you when you ask the question. You know, um, what do you feel? What do you notice? What does it bring up for you? And can you be willing to just allow whatever is occurring to occur and just notice with kind of that sense of wonderment? Oh, that's interesting. And if we repeat this process over and over again, in time, in my experience, our relationship with money will begin to, cho to change because it really begins to inform us. And I think it opens us up to creativity and to... Um, Openings that would, that may not have been previously available to us. But again, it's most important what occurs with you. Mm, thank you, Terry. Mm. That was delightful. Um, and I invite people to imagine what if you were in a room with 50 other people and you've taken this internal um, uh, inventory here and, and reflected on these questions and then you were able to share with, with other people and hear their own stories and um, I, you know, there's such, such power to being in a group field um, that I've seen when people discuss money openly and really get vulnerable about their, their deepest um, beliefs and, and fears and hopes about money. Um, what what have you seen uh, the power and magic of the group field? Um, can, can you describe that to people who maybe haven't experienced a, a workshop like this? Um, yes. The, the thing that I noticed the most is um, the sense of peace and relaxation that appears to be afforded to people when they realize that they're not the only one that feels um, worry or concerns or difficulties or challenges with money, that they're not the only one. And that, you know, we've had people in our workshop that are on all ranges of the economic scale and there's a way that that really disappears and it feels like we're all in the same mix with money that we're looking for um, a sense of peace and a sense of fulfillment with money and it really has less to do with how much money is in our bank account and more to do with this is what it's like to just be in the mix with money and also what we've noticed is there's a way then that the field that we're all in because Orson and I have taken time to to nourish that and to call people's attention to it, that it really begins to inform people. And, um, you know, the questions that somebody else asks or the statement or the sharing, um, you know, often you can see like almost a light go off in someone else where, oh, you know, I think that too, or I've wondered about that too. And so what I feel is just 
the fact that I'm not alone in this. And this thing that I think I'm the only one that struggles, it becomes very apparent in sitting in a room with others that that is not true, that this is a big thing in everyone's life, and nobody has all of the answers. And that right there is such a beautiful thing, and that um, I can really um, talk about it and share it in a way where I'm still... Um, you know, protective of, you know, our sense of privacy. And yet when I, when people do that, there's a way that um, um, it opens up um, a way to look at other people and not feel like um, I'm isolated in this. Right. Money can be something that brings us together instead of driving us apart. And I really hear and and have experienced that the power of of letting down our guard and and our secrecy about our money uh, relationship and situation and being able to to connect with others and and realize that you know um, there there is there are many different personality types and ways that people. Um, you know, handle money and the risk they're comfortable with and their kind of, you know, upbringing of, of what expensive means to them and, and all these uh, elements. And so I, I have found that this is so powerful um, to, to connect around money and to have conversations and, and to really hear other people's uh, stories and, and find the humanity and the heart and the love that underlies this, this current of, of money. Um, in these final um, few minutes here, um, what else would you like to share? Well, first, I have just a practical matter. I believe we gave you the wrong information. And the place that you can find more information about our workshop is actually dynamicpeace.life, which is such a great website or, or uh, an extension. And I apologize. I believe that we gave you the wrong information. So I want to give people clarity on that. But the thing I would like to leave um, people with is um, – let this be the beginning of a journey for you. And, um, you know, can you be willing to be vulnerable within yourself to look at money in a new way and be willing to see where it takes you? Because for me, this created change in my life. I ended up changing jobs as a result of this because I found that if I was really going to listen to my heart, that I was going to have to show up differently. And, um, you know, the willingness to trust the wisdom that I was really getting. I mean, I want to, um, you know, I want to say how much I admire other people that are willing to do this because it's not always easy to listen to the wisdom that we get, but it can lead us in some really wonderful, wonderful places. And so um, let this be the beginning of a journey with you. And if you have questions or, um, you know, feedback, we're always open to hearing from people. And um, how can we all explore and invite the money of love into our lives? That mm. would be a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are interested in, in working with you um, and or taking one of your workshops, um, could you give them any more information about that? Uh, yes, we um, we do one-on-one um, work with um, people, so um, sometimes that's a good place to start, especially if there's some specifics. Although um, the the recommendation would be to really attend our web our, or one of our workshops because there is something really beautiful about being in a field with other people. So in the summer um, in Seattle, it's such a precious time for us. And so we will resume our workshops in the fall. And um, so we'll be getting a schedule on our website soon of when those offerings are. And, um, you know, we currently offer them in the Seattle area. 
area, but we also are willing to, um, if there is enough um, um, interest in another area, we are willing to come and uh, do traveling with that as well. So um, let us know if you know that's a possibility and you're interested. And we are exploring the um, option of doing, you know, like webinars. Um, again, you know that. Um, there's something beautiful about sitting in a room with people, but, you know, again, not everyone can make it to Seattle. So um, that is something that we're looking to explore in the future. So lots of different ways um, to continue to connect with this body of work. Mm, excellent. Thank you. Oh, just um, in closing here, just uh, imagining a world where money is recognized as love and is a connecting force, that we are engaged and um, expressing our, our value and really able to participate in the economy in a healthy way and, and really build a financial legacy and true wealth and and really um, create meaning with our money. And I feel like this is really a big frontier of, of consciousness right now in, in humanity is, is looking at um, our values and our economic system and, and what money is to us. And thank you um, for being such a pioneer in this field and for bringing your wisdom forth and, and touching people and it is always about more than just the money and so when people are willing to look at their money it really does ripple out into other aspects of, of their life and relationships and I, I encourage people to really take some time to reflect on those questions that Terry brought and, and really uh, look into the dynamic piece um, dot life website and and check out the workshops that they've got coming up this fall in Seattle area and if you'd like to bring them to your area go ahead and contact um, through that site as well so thank you Terry uh, for being here and uh, such such a joy to know that people are courageously exploring their own relationship with money and willing to shift and grow and become uh, more prosperous, wealthy, more loving, and more satisfied with life. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.